in five, four, three. You didn't say two or one. You don't have to say two or one. Why not? You just don't. This is the Fitting Room Podcast with your hosts, Nate Adelman and AJ Volpel. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is AJ Volpel from the Fitting Room Podcast, and you are listening to part three of our four-part Tour Pro Player Series that we recorded back at TPC Sawgrass at the Players' Championship. This is with none other than the Ryder Cup captain, Jim Furyk. Nate and Jim took a deep dive um, and talked about all sorts of things, including um, how fitting will play a big part in his role as the Ryder Cup captain. So really cool stuff. Um, and if you missed part one with Adam Hadwin, make sure you listen to that. And then the other parts with Daniel Berger and Patrick Reed, also live. So give them all a listen. It's all binge-worthy, so check it out. And then the next voices you hear will be Ryder Cup captain Jim Furyk and Nate Adelman. Hey everyone, this is Nate from The Fitting Room. I wanted to let you guys know that I was able to trick our e-commerce team into creating a promo code for The Fitting Room Podcast. If you use promo code FITTINGROOM on CowboyGolf.com, you'll get free shipping on your entire order and 20% off anything in the team Callaway collection. So head over to CowboyGolf.com and use promo code FITTINGROOM. All right, Jim, thanks so much for joining us on The Fitting Room. Uh, big week this week here at uh, TPC Sawgrass. Yeah, we're here at the Players. Uh, you know, the unofficial, official, whatever it is, the fifth major championship. But uh, it's my home event. I live here in Ponte Vedra, so uh, historically I've put a lot of pressure on myself to play well here. i got a lot of family and friends out in the crowd, and uh, it turns out to be a pretty fun week. Well, as you prepare for the week, hoping to spend a couple of minutes just to dive into the clubs in your bag a little bit. Um, Walk me through the process that you go through when, you know, Callaway releases a new club. What is the process you go through to get that club into the bag to prove that it deserves a, a place there? Well, first and foremost, I think early in my career, folks would always say, hey, if I can make you a club just as good as what you're playing, will you put it in the bag? And my idea is there's no such thing. It's not just as good. It's either I like it better and for a reason or I don't like it as well. Um, and, you know, I, I think... If, if there's some new product out there that I don't have in the bag, I have to provide a very good reason why, if that mm -hmm. makes sense, to try to help Callaway to make better equipment. But, um, you know, sometimes it can be as something easy as what it looks like in your eye or, or how it can be. But first and foremost, just right out of the box, I think I put the clubs down and see what I think they look like. Okay. You know, if, if they don't look appealing or you don't like the way the club looks, it's going to be very difficult to hit good shots with it. Right. But, you know, first and foremost, you want it to look good. Two, I think, you know, you're you're looking at totally different things from a sand wedge perspective, from an iron perspective, from a driver perspective. Um, so let's look at an example for Epic in right. your bag now. What, how did that process go? We introduced you to the club a little early. I think it was this right. past November. Yeah. Uh, putting it down, I guess it obviously looked uh, appealing enough. It looked good, and I had tried it uh -huh. over uh, probably back in September, back uh, during the playoffs at our very first playoff event. I had... I uh, hit a few uh, kind of off-site, uh, really liked what I saw in ball flight, uh, a little higher launch, um, felt like the ball was up in the air higher, stayed in the air longer, uh, it wasn't up shooting, wasn't spinning a lot, but it was controllable, I could draw the ball, cut the ball, uh, I really felt like I had a better ball flight, so I was dying for this club to come out and, <laughs> and give it a try, I, th I think it's been wonderful, so really for me, I, I think it's good to have a track man a launch monitor, something there for backup. Right. But as a player, I think sometimes we depend on that too much. Mm. And guys aren't looking down the range and watching a ball flight 
you know, looking directly at the monitor, you know, is that the right launch? Is that the right spin? Am I maximizing my distance? Am I, and, and I think as a player, we, you know, we watch golf shots all the time. We know where that window is. We know where we want the ball to be. Um, and I like to not sit out there and hit that driver 50 times in a row. We're good enough on the tour and, and a good amateur player is good enough to kind of, you know, if I'm hitting it a little lower, not spinning enough, I'll kind of stay back on my right side mm. and, and get I'll, I can make the numbers show up the right. way I want to, but I want that to happen when I'm making my normal swing, normal yeah. golf swing. So I'll go back and forth. I'll hit a couple drivers, two or three drivers, hit a seven iron, two or three drivers, hit a seven iron. That kind of keeps me calibrated in the right swing. Now, when you are looking at TrackMan, you know, as you said, as a secondary tool, what are the numbers you're honing in on? Is it ball speed, spin, launch, all the above? Well, I think I'm looking. You know, ball speed's interesting. You want to see, uh, you know, you don't want the ball coming out two or three miles an hour slower. No, definitely not. Uh, so I didn't maybe gain as much as most players or a lot of players on our staff, but I gained a couple miles an hour on my ball speed, which is a good thing. Uh, I'm looking at launch angle. I'm looking at spin rate. Uh, and I'm also looking uh, what I've learned a lot and uh, – Dean Teekles helped me a lot with it from Callaway. I'm looking at my angle of attack. Um, I know that on my be very best swings, I'm usually in about a degree and a half down on the ball, which is maybe a little peculiar to some with a driver. Mm -hmm. But that's where I'm making my best swing. That's my swing I take to the golf course. Mm. Now, I can hang back and hit up on the ball and maybe get a little extra distance uh, on the driving range, but I can't take that swing to the golf course. Right. So when I get a driver that doesn't have enough loft, I start to swing up on it a little bit, on mm -hmm. range, and that shows up on TrackMan and lets me know, hey, you're, you know, I've, I've jockeyed my swing a little bit to fit this club. Right. So I'm looking to make sure that when, you know, Dean's worked with me for a long enough time, you know, this is my swing path. This is, I'm, I'm hitting a degree and a half down on the ball, pretty consistently. What loft I'm, is your driver set to? Uh, right now, I have an eight and a half degree Epic, but I've added loft to it Got so it. i'm in the plus one position i'm in okay. d plus one okay so uh, i'm in you see how close i stand to the right. ball i'm six foot two right. i like upright clubs yep uh and um in the eight and a half position if you gave me a 10 degree driver and we closed at one it would look shut in, right in, to me yep but taking an eight and a half degree driver that already looks like it sits open and and getting in that plus one it looks pretty square to right. me so it looks good um and I've got it now at the right loft, and I'm launching the ball. I usually launch the ball at about uh, 10 degrees, and I spin it a little more than 2,500. I'm in the 26, that's, 2,700. That's a pretty darn good window that's right there. That's where I'm comfortable. Right. Now, week to week out on tour, are you one to mess with your setup depending on the turf or the wind or the course, or do you like to keep your setup and adjust your game to the, to the course you're playing? Uh, I like to keep my setup very similar. Now, you know, obviously, if you're over at the British Open and the wind's blowing 25 miles an hour, naturally, I'm choking up on the club a little bit. The balls move slightly back in mm -hmm. my stance. Uh, things will change because I'm hitting the same shots over and over again to flight the ball. But I really try to pretty much stay in a standard setup position uh, and adjust my game to the golf right. course. Now, how big Sometimes of a equipment as well. Right. Now, how big of a deal is it for you to add a new club? Like some guys we know, like new club comes out they want to try it immediately and if it's good they're going to game it immediately other guys you know it might take three or four months of testing before something goes in the bag for you where do you lie on that spectrum depends on the club yeah putter i'll, I'll try a new one now if you give it to me right um, you know drivers it's a little harder it's a, it's a club that takes a while to gain trust in um, there's a lot going on uh in a driver with bulge and roll and right. loft and spin rates and launch angles and uh 
because it's the longest club in your bag, it has the least amount of loft, the most can go wrong. Right. And so that one club is difficult to change in my bag. Right. Um, and takes it, it takes a, a couple, two, three weeks of testing for me right. to get real comfortable and want to be excited about putting it in play. Yeah. Uh, especially if I already love the driver in my bag. Right. You know, to, to get this one out, it's going to take some weeks of testing. Well, uh, challenge accepted. We're going to try okay. to come up with something that'll beat that one. Um, Let's talk a little about the putter. You mentioned you, you like to switch putters uh, regularly. What is it that, uh, how do you choose which one to go in the bag, whether it's shape, length, feel? You know, I've putted with all, I, I've putted with face balanced. I've putted with that plumber's hosel. I've putted with, you know, face, face balanced toe hang. I've had uh, something that looks almost like an 8802 before in the bag. So I've kind of had all different styles, shapes, sizes. Uh, I seem to be most comfortable with either a face balance putter or just a little bit of toe hang. Mm -hmm. But I will alternate back and forth from a mallet, mallet style head to maybe more of a, uh, uh, what will we call it, a, a one. Like I have a one wide. Right, so that's um, like a mid mid hang, it's like a blade right. putter. But My two favorite putters from Odyssey, Callaway Odyssey, are the number one wide yep. and the seven. I mean, those are two winners. So, um, sure. and I've played with those a lot of my career. Right. Now, maybe a little different style hosling. I've had right. a two ball in the bag a lot. Mm -hmm. I may go from a plumber's hosel to uh, the little spud the net flow, to yeah. a double bend, you right. know, and, and get a little different style of hang. But those seem to be the putters that I set up the best. And the reason I usually switch putters really is I'm not blaming the arrow. Uh, I realize it's the Indian's fault, but uh, <laughs> it's more of a setup. If I right. feel like if I'm if I'm aiming where I want to hit the putt. I have an opportunity to make a bunch of putts, and and I have some bad habits. Uh, so aiming right at times, and so grabbing a new putter sometimes just gets me uh, focused on where I'm aiming and gets me aim better. So when you feel like your alignment or your aiming's a little off, that's when you know it's time to try a new head shape or new alignment. Or uh, usually, if I've just been putting bad for a little while, just just <laughs> mix it up, get a fresh look at it. Exactly. Um, and do you think uh, you know for a player like you who who's Played for quite some number of years that ha has had a rotation of putters. Did you just call me old there? No, okay, no, okay. no. Just making sure. A veteran, sure. yeah. A veteran. Wise veteran. Uh, uh, do you think it's a smart idea for an average player to have a, a quiver of putters that they alternate through as well, or do you think it's a little different for for the, the amateurs out there? I think it depends on the person. Uh, you look at someone like uh, a Ben Crenshaw that was a great putter. You, you get your, your old trusty, you know the feel. Uh, you feel like your speed controls good, whether the greens are fast or slow. Uh, if you've got that old trusty and you really rely on it, then rely on it. Then I, I think you know I, I probably wouldn't switch. But for amateurs that maybe change golf courses, change speed of greens, change styles of grasses mm. uh, from Bermuda to bent, uh, if you like to travel and change things up, it might be nice to have a little putter, a putter in the bag that maybe I like to use uh, when I go to Augusta or go to really fast greens. I like my putter to be a little heavier. Mm. I can move it slower and steadier, and uh, and that weight helps me with my, um, you know, with my pace. Uh, when I go to, you know, maybe slower greens, I'm putting with a putter that's a little lighter, might have a touch more loft right. to get the ball, uh, you know, up on top of the grass. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I think it's nice. I mean, I don't think you have to have, you know, don't tell your wife. It's not like you don't, you don't have to have 50 putters. You know, don't <laughs> tell her that, but... It's good to have a handful of yeah. putters, I think, to rotate through for different styles. Nice. So AJ and I always like to dig into the specs deep and find something that's quirky or unique about uh, every player's setup. And one of the things we notice with your setup is 
your fairway your your wood shafts are on the heavier end uh, in 75 85 and then hybrids at 105 um, and X flex so, so pretty firm uh, but we have your iron shafts uh, at 110 grams so on the lighter end um, and a little bit softer but it looks like uh, you hard step them um, can you talk a little bit about how you determine what weights to go with on the woods versus the yeah, iron? I'm comfortable I've used both driver shafts right now I'm in the 70s but anywhere in the mid 60s and mid 70s I'm comfortable with the driver I think it's uh, it's light enough that I have some speed but not so light uh, that I feel like uh, I don't have control if that makes sense mm -hmm. I still have a I could still feel the club in my hand, the head weight in my hand. Uh, I'm comfortable under pressure pulling the trigger at those two weights, uh, which makes it real easy. I think I could probably get in the 70s with a three wood, but uh, anything in the mid 80s seems to be, work really well. Uh, and then the hybrid kind of bridges the gap. You know, that that 95 to 105 bridges the gap between. I've been playing 110 gram uh, iron shaft since the late 90s. Oh wow. Um, you know couple different shafts but uh, using a dynamic gold it's a wonderful shaft but up at 125 130 grams yeah, it's laboring especially in the yeah. long iron so yeah. uh, this shaft gives me again enough weight that I trust it under pressure but uh, I just feel like it's a much easier right. shaft it's a little less slate. resistant so they are they're a KBS R right now uh, they're hard stepped which means uh, as you know I'm putting the 9 iron in the 8 the 8 and right. the 7 the 7 and the 6 what that does is it makes the tip section of the shaft stiffer. Mm -hmm. uh, before this, I used a uh, an Apollo hump shaft that had a big bell, a big hump in the bottom of the shaft. Again, tip stiff. Yep. Um, and so what I like to see, I think the reason why my, my wood shafts are X's is I probably don't tip them down quite as much. Mm. So that gives me the firmer feel. I can play a little softer shaft in my irons. Uh, it's softer under my hands. I think that gives me... Right. A little bit of height in the ball, maybe mm -hmm. a little bit of spin. Since I don't hit the ball that far, I, I want to try to hit the ball a little higher. Right. Um, but it still gives me the stiff feel because what I really feel more about a shaft uh, is how how stiff it is in the tip. Right. And so, you know, the old idea that you play like a rifle shaft and there's a number that associate associates with your swing, and you can play like a high high flex, mid flex, or low flex, and all in that same number, just never really. Right. Fit my my feel. I would have been, you know, maybe a low flex and a seven. I would have been a, you know, a mid flex and a six, and I would have been a high flex and a five. And, right. and that's kind of what feels good to me. Right. Uh, it doesn't right. mean it's right for everyone. Right. Well, I like that. I like obviously a lot of thought has gone in and a lot of trial and error and finding what works for you and sticking with that. I think. So I've got one thing really quirky about my irons that I'm Let's not sure it. you've. I don't know. I haven't. No, we your didn't. Notes, we didn't. I, we didn't. But uh, my lies are interesting. Okay. If you looked at my lofts and lies of my irons, mm -hmm. um, I don't follow the standard chart. So, oh, so if yeah? you went online and looked at Callaway's, uh, you know, for for my for my irons, if you went and looked, my wedge would probably be uh, a half a degree a degree upright. But okay. My two, my four iron might be two and a half degrees upright. Okay. So how do so you? So my gaps that? are real narrow. How do you how do you decide uh, how much to bend the four iron versus the seven iron versus? It's the really wedge? for me how the how the ball goes how the club goes through the ground uh -huh. and watching the ball flight. So you'll do it one club at a time. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And okay. I've set it up though yeah. as I've I've done it now for since I've been on tour really okay. since uh, the mid '90s I've kind of set my set up that way. I'm I'm in about my pitching wedge is probably in the 64 and a half range mm -hmm. and lie, but my four iron 
you know shocks people it's in the 62 range wow. 60 you know and, wow. and so so when you I order really your only next have about two and a half degrees in between four and a pitching wedge when you order your next set will you tell them what to build originally or when you get the clubs you'll hit them all and then bend each one one at a time oh no they know they, they know. know they okay. come that way they come oh, that that's way great. Set, set to my specs that's great so that's, if there needs yeah. to be a tweak you know sometimes uh a different iron head may make the shaft react a little differently yep. you might get a little more droop you may it, usually if you're going from a you know a, a muscle back iron or a cavity back or maybe a game improvement there might be a big difference from the muscle back to the game improvement you might right. have to play one set a little more upright than the other but right. these guys on tour are good enough they right they know my specs uh and uh i'm capable of bending if i need to i've got a loft and light home but oh, nice. they usually come straight from the trailer well, pretty darn good we won't tell aj about this because he'll probably go uh tomorrow and go bend his irons all to within a few degrees on the lying so we'll keep that a secret between if, us if you look at my divots i like <laughs> since you want to be technical i like my divots to be slightly toe heavy okay um you know everyone wants that that divot that looks kind of like a dollar bill right? right and heel and the toe enter at the same time exit at the same time for me for one reason or another, I like when the toe gets in there slightly before the heel and exits slightly after the heel. Mm -hmm. So I have a little bit of a, a skinnier divot. Skinnier in the yeah. well, it's a little it's a little shorter in the heel and a little longer in right. the toe. Not much. Oh yeah, yeah. Just a touch. Right. And that's where I'm most comfortable. And, and re really, the reason is I hate hitting the ball left with a passion. <laughs> Ruins my day. Yeah. No. No. Not good. Um. So we'll we'll close out the this episode here with. Uh, some questions, not necessarily about your game, but about a big challenge you have coming up as Ryder Cup captain. And one of the big things that, that I always think about here on the fitting room is, uh, especially with alternate shot, guys have to be sharing equipment, which week to week they don't have to share equipment, in particular the golf ball. Right. Um, so how much is the golf ball going to determine uh, your strategy and pairing players together or any other part of the equipment trying to get guys to play together? Yeah, it, it's definitely going to play a part. Uh, it's become easier over the last 10 years because now we can play – you can play a different ball every hole if you want. Right. So the idea is if we're partners, I'm going to drive your ball off the tee so that you can hit the iron shot with the ball you're comfortable mm. and vice versa. But I have to be very comfortable. As you know, fitting drivers tough, yeah. is very dependent on the golf ball. You never want to go go get fit with for a driver and not use the ball that right. you usually play. Right. And so um, it'll be real dependent. I think that uh, you want to make sure that uh, I, I've certainly been in Ryder Cup situations where I was playing with a guy that played a very low spin golf ball. And I felt like I was having a hard time keeping the driver up in the air, mm -hmm. that it wanted to dive on me. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a bad feeling. Right. You, know, you kind of have to try to lift the ball and keep it in the air. Right. Um, so I want guys to be comfortable. I, I want them to, uh, you know, I want to give them a heads up uh, weeks in advance. Uh, in some cases, uh, maybe, you know, a month or two in advance that this may be, you know, possible, possible pairings for you. Uh, can you guys trade some golf balls? Can you, you know? And if a guy if there's a red flag and a guy says, you know what, I really struggle with that golf ball, that's mm -hmm. a problem. That's you know, it'll it'll be a, a good reason to maybe split that group up and find better pairings. That's fascinating. Well, uh, we, we're happy to give you as many golf balls as you need for all the guys that week. So just let us know. It, we'll whatever you need, we'll, we'll take care perfect, of it. Perfect. But uh, we really thank you for taking the time to talk to us on the fitting room. Uh, we're going to be rooting for you. We root for you every week, but especially this week as well. Hopefully you can bring the, bring the hometown trophy home. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Well, thank you. Thank you.